0: Can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon and of course have a great day. Back with my co-host happy she wanted to say hi to everyone. And of course remind you guys to hit the thumbs up uh, for happy thumbs up or treats. So if you want to give a treat to happy, go ahead do me a favor and hit the thumbs up and she would like her treat. So thank you for that. Uh, second, just in case you don't watch me over the weekend Saturday morning, Saturday morning, uh, I finally released my second book. Real quick about the second book, this one is for you. It's called 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. It is for you. I wrote this for you because when I was starting out and we had one or two rental properties, a book that I kept going back to was by Gary Keller. I think it's The Real Estate Millionaire. Most specifically, in the back of that book, there was an appendix that highlighted um, investor stories, and they were only a page and a half, but they meant the world to me. So what I have done is taken 15 conversations and blown them out, really broke them down, shared shared with you, and again, they come from all walks of life. A couple of questions that I've gotten uh, here recently is, one, uh, will it be on, or is it on Audible? The answer is, it is not currently on Audible, And honestly, I don't know if I will do that again. Audible is rather expensive for a self-published author. My first book, which is shorter, uh, it's about half the size, uh, cost five, just about five thousand dollars, and was a lot of work. And oh, by the way, uh, Audible—it's not a there's not a lot of profit in Audible books. It's like a dollar something. So. It's really expensive. It's painful, and the rewards on the other side are not there. So I am not sure. Maybe is it on Kindle, right? The uh, book we have submitted the Kindle proof. It's a formatting issue. Uh, they said it could take up to a week. So not sure, right? It's it's in Amazon's hand. We've done everything we can. So uh, just know that again. Really proud of this one. This one took a took a year to put together. And again, it is one hundred percent for you. If you need motivation, if if you just want to go back and lean on something, um, it's um, it's a book that hopefully does that for you. Second, if you're a new investor and you're scared, you you know you're willing to do the work, you're investing, you're getting mentoring, you're you're spending money, uh, but you're just not sure. You want that guarantee, you want all these things. I interviewed an investor yesterday. Uh, that posted at 6 pm I believe who is willing to do the work but looking for i don't I don't know if it's a guarantee or something of that nature basically he's done the work in the past and not gotten anywhere so I posted that video yesterday uh, at six o'clock it is uh, it's probably one of the more important videos I put out in a while because there's a lot of people I think you know looking at real estate investing willing to do the work but they're kind of hesitant so we just have an honest one-on-one conversation, as I would hope you would expect from me. And then, lastly, I need a favor—not uh, only the ha- thumbs up or treats for happy, but we also need to. Uh, I need to remind you to subscribe to the channel if you like daily content. You like eight mult or eight millionaires speaking to you weekly. Uh, I just checked my YouTube stats this morning, and we're way down on subscriptions. We actually only had two subscribers yesterday, which is. Um, not good uh, for a channel of this size. And it's probably because I don't ask, I don't remind you, I just keep doing the work myself. But uh, yeah, I need some subscriptions just to keep going and feeling good. You can share these daily financial news and we will keep bringing them to you. So uh, a couple of things about the daily financial news this morning. We got to talk about the 10-year. The 10-year, seemingly two and a half weeks ago, was at or just below 1.3%. Uh, ever since Jerome Powell started talking last week about tapering, and you know nine out of 18 Fed presidents and Evergrande and all these, all of these things kind of percolating in the world of money and debt, uh, it just it hit it it topped 1.5% today. I don't know what it's trading at at the moment, um, but it is uh, yeah it's above 1. It uh, was above 1.5% at least uh, sometime this morning. That is. You know, that's, you know, when when the 10-year rises, it's going to put um, downward pressure likely on tech stocks, for example, uh, and things of that nature where debt is a big deal, i.e. property markets, as I told you last week. One of the things that's going to come out of the Evergrande fiasco is property developers. Debt-laden property developers are going to have a harder and harder time and need more and more expensive money. This is something that is happening right now. Next up, we have a lot going on with the government this week. It's going to be interesting. Uh, originally planned, we were going to have the bipartisan $1 trillion spending of our money. Uh, I think the original plan was to rep, uh, vote on it today. At least that was the promise last month. It is now likely going to be Thursday. That one probably happens. Uh, then there's the $3.5 which I don't know. I'm kind of cautiously optimistic that that gets whittled down, uh, although I do not, uh, I do not believe anything that comes out of DC. So it would not shock me if the 3.5 goes through and they just, you know, take from here and put there. And but again, the budget reconciliation is important. We must watch that because uh, they are committed to not raising taxes on anybody who makes less than 400 grand a year. Uh, that's where they tag the rich at. Uh, so we'll see. It's the budget reconciliation. So we uh, we will see that process. I saw an interesting post yesterday that I forgot to talk about. So I'll do it today. Looks like Musk, Elon Musk is out um, basically praising China. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, and I don't know if you know the longer history. Essentially, uh, Tesla has um, taken some hits in China. And uh, now Elon Musk is out there praising China, trying to get back in the good graces, says he's willing to invest more there. I don't, uh, I'm not sure that's a great idea if I'm a, if I'm a Tesla shareholder. I guess on one side, hey, they're the largest population out there. Uh, but um, haven't we learned from history that they are really good uh, copiers of technology? I don't know. It, seems, it just seems so odd to me. I don't know but maybe that's just me. Looks like the consumer, this is the person I've been tracking, the consumer the last 14 or 15 months has been saving more, $2 trillion in excess savings and all of that good stuff, but looks like that has turned around in the last 90 days. In the last 90 days, 59% of Americans, yes, look at your neighbor, look at your friend, one of you has increased uh, your credit card debt, credit card debt. No, that's not okay, folks. We don't need to be doing that now. Uh, If you can't afford to pay it cash twice, you can't afford it. I think that's a Jay Z line. I think I'm amazed at Kanye. Anyways, it's it's a line from a rap song. Fifty nine percent of increased credit card debt in the last uh, ninety days. Auto loans in the last year up thirty three billion. Mortgage debt two hundred eighty two billion. Total debt in the last ninety days went up two point one percent. That's um. That is a noticeable change from the last year. Back to talking about Costco. I'd read articles over the week that Costco was renting a container ship and all of their containers. Now it is out that they are renting three container ships. Three container ships and thousands of uh, containers. Yes, Costco is trying to get ahead of the Christmas rush. They are loading these ships up now for the runs uh, so that they have supply for Christmas. I. I look at that thinking, wow, if Costco's investing that heavy this early, first off, if I'm another retailer, time to get on the dime and do it yourself. But again, if you are a parent, especially of young kids, and you're waiting for Santa Claus to come, you might want to be shopping now or getting that Santa's list now because I have a sneaky suspicion that um, that, uh, it's going to be hard to find toys in December. So get ahead of that saw a crazy article from at least a crazy title from a Fed president, Evans from Chicago. He's Chicago Fed president. He said, and I'm like, I got to read this article. He is worried that the economy is not, not uh, creating enough inflation. I looked at that and said, what the hell is he smoking? Because it's terrible out here. So the article basically, you know, to his credit, right? They, they created the scariest headline so idiots like me would click the article. But inflation he was referring to was in 2023 and 2024. Basically, he sees inflation above trend this year and above trend next year. And then he's not sure where it goes and he's afraid it will crash. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting evergrande still in the news one of their business units their ev division is running out of cash if you know anything about evergrande last week it is a it's a company that's over right they are cash strapped now even in their divisions Uh, it is very likely that they are going to be uh, divided up and sold in parts but yeah it's it's creating havoc and what i am concerned about is I think China has a best case and a worst case scenario. I want to hear from you. This is my logic. Uh, Let me know what you think below. And if if you think different, please share and let me know why. My suspicion is the best case scenario for China is that they engineer a kind of soft landing and they have a lost decade, a la Japan, which started in 1989. Japan in 1989 had a similar richly valued real estate market. Uh, They were living high on the hog for a while until they couldn't. And they have essentially had to keep rates low for seemingly ever. uh, And they do are credited with the lost decade. That is the best case scenario. Worst case, and right now, I think worst case is leaning or winning the Chinese consumer. The Chinese consumer, kind of that middle class, if you will, who is an owner of property, an owner of stocks, they have been getting crushed by the Chinese central government. If they were invested in Chinese stocks, which a lot of them are, especially tech, they have had, it. seemingly they have had a tech wreck and they're about to have a real estate bubble, a real estate crash. That is a double whammy. I would not wish that on anyone, having experienced those events separately. I could not imagine experiencing those events together. Uh, It is possible that the Chinese consumer retreats, pulls back, consumes less, and China sees a recession in the very near future, and it could be a nasty recession. And then lastly, what do we have for GDP? I thought this was interesting. Calls for GDP in Q3 have been lowered. And inflation has been raised, so I'm going to give you the numbers and ask a question. GDP expectations for Q3, the quarter we are in now for about four more days, is 4%. The fear is that inflation will be 5.1%. So let me ask you this. Is the economy really growing 4% if inflation is up 5%? Or do we actually have negative growth? You know, four minus five equals negative one. I don't think the economy is nearly as strong as it looks. A 4% GDP growth in the United States is above trend and really solid until you subtract out 5.1% inflation. This is why my spidey senses are, I don't know, it just feels like the business cycle may surprise us early next year. So, Again, let me know what's going on. Uh, Love the support. Again, this book was written for you. It was the goal, 15 stories. I'll probably break down and create videos about each guest, which should be fun. Uh, And again, remember, help me with subscriptions, thumbs up. And don't forget, we've got 90 people watching. And so far, Happy only has 19 treats. And again, a thumbs up is a treat for Happy. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.